Hello, my name is Sonia Montiel. I am the founder of College Confidence. I am an educator, a mother of a fifth grader and first year college student, wife uh, to my high school sweetheart, and a soccer player through and through. <laughs> and I'm Hillary Bilbrey, inspired living strategist, author, speaker, mama to three teenagers, wife, and adventure seeker. You know, some things are just meant to be. Although we met randomly in a class, Sonia and I really became clear that our work, our values, and our heart aligned. Soon we began talking about our families and our worries and our businesses, our lives, and we realized we were helping each other move forward into our own confidence and integrity. And I know, I remember, and then one day we were jokingly saying, you know, we understand that many people have this fear of showing such vulnerabilities that you and I were able to get to so quickly. And it's because of that alignment. But that vulnerability and those conversations are really a way to get to the heart of the matter. And so, haha, you know, Decided Heart was born. And this is why we would love to invite you to join our conversations. So for today, um, you know, with, with COVID, um, the strain of relationships um, when it comes to shelter in place is really weighing on so many of us. And Hillary and I, we both kind of resonated to that as it kind of took us back to some of our past experience on what distance does mean to relationships. So not sure if you're ready, you want to share first? Sure. Yeah. And I think we have stories that sort of go back and forth and again, align, big surprise. <laughs> but my first time that my husband and I were ever apart was actually when we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And we were, I was finishing my last year of college. We were trying to get out to Colorado and he was a year older. And so I was going to finish and he got a job in Colorado. Oh, but guess what? Six weeks before graduation, they sent him to Germany and said, wow. right? <laughs> they said, you're going to be here. And so we spent a year apart and that year was actually a, it sounds crazy. So different than a couple years later, we had to be apart for a year. That year brought us closer together. There were no such things as, you know, really cell phones or anything. In fact, he was over there coincidentally or ironically, he was over there working with Manusman Mobilfunk, which was, they were consulting for them and they were putting in some of the first cell phones over in oh Europe. I know. So we were, it was so crazy. So we would, I mean, it was too expensive to talk on the phone. So we wrote letters, we did um, playlists and we couldn't do like Spotify, right? So it was like the actual cassette. Oh my but it was really, we connected on such a deep level because our conversations were so short and, and, and far between that we had to really pour what we were feeling about each other into something very meaningful. And it really took away some of the other clutter and things like that. So that time, as much as that was hard and painful to not have him there, that first time there was some really neat moments in that. But I know that you had a, an even more stressful experience with, with your time apart with Richard. I, yeah, it was. I, you know, I, whenever I, I share this story a lot and I share it with, with the students, with teenagers that I work with um, because of my age. So I think what it, it's, it remains one of the most painful memories. Um, and it was probably because I was really young. So 
high school sweetheart. So I met Richard, I was a sophomore, he was a junior, and we really established this amazing friendship and connection for a good, and, but he was older than me. So for what, a year and a half, we're dating and having this amazing friendship, um, and it was time for him to graduate and figure out next steps. Um, and he went to the Navy uh, for, it was a two year stint, so it was like a great deal. He had to have that in his life. Um, he couldn't have, college was not an option for him at that time. And then I look back, I'm like, what an amazing, incredible experience for a young man to like explore the world. Although being in the military demands so much of a human being. And I was kind of left behind, you know, under this expectation of hold on to the relationship. And we didn't promise anything. I mean, we were so mature. We're like, whatever happens, happens. Mm. Um, because his second year of the Navy, I was starting college. And again, I, I, <laughs> I get, you know, when, when other high school couples say, oh my gosh, how can we stay together? I'm like, you have cell phone, you have FaceTime, you even have email. We didn't have any of those things. And like you said, Hillary, we had to create symbols and rituals. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some of the letters that came from Richard, sometimes they were thoughtful and meaningful, but other times I would wait, wait three months for a letter and it was like this stick figure thing with a couple of sentences. And I'm like, that's all I got. That is all I got after waiting three months for a letter. <laughs> it would be, it'd be so painful to have to wait another three months for the letter. Um, and then I remember um, one time he, he, he went on six month tours, which means he's on a carrier on the ocean seas and there is just no communication during those six months. And that almost, he had to do two of those mm. and almost tore us apart. Um, and then getting a, a call, because no telephones on the ship, um, from the pay, pay phones. Do we remember what those are? Where you put yeah. in? <laughs> 25 cents. <laughs> just landed at the United, um, United Arab Emirates, a big naval ship on a, in a desert. And there's this long line of a hundred guys off for this one payphone. And so when it was his turn, it was all staticky. We had two minutes. He tried to put the quarter in and it was just hung up. And then I would never hear, I wouldn't hear from him another three months. So, oh, wow. painful, but so important too. I mean, yeah. So, and then I, I want to, I'll share my other half, but, um, cause you have a, the part two as well, right? Well, it's funny because, and I was, I was going to ask you about if you felt that you were, you know, was the painful part not connecting with one another? Was it that you were changing without each other? You know, such a great question because I think I was really trying to hold on to an identity that I always, that I was most familiar with, mm. my young self. And that pain was a force of you're not the person that you're hanging on to any longer. You need to let that go, you know, kind of, uh, what is it, the lava that breaks through the shell so you can become a butterfly. Right. <laughs> but I was really resistant to that because it felt so good not growing. Yeah. Like, oh. why, why, if, it's, if, if developing as a person is painful, why would I even want to do that? <laughs> right? Stay safe. You, oh my gosh, that's such a profound statement and it res that resonates with me so much because that was when, when Jeff and I were overseas then, we, we lived there for almost five years. We lived overseas in different places 
And after a couple of years in Germany, I realized I wanted to go back to school and I was blessed enough to be accepted at Cambridge. So we had to go, right? That was, that was a huge deal for me to get to do my, my uh, graduate work there. And so we get to, now this is just a funny little history, time in history note. We move and we're going to live in Windsor because that's like an hour drive for me. And then uh, same thing for him to get to his work because his work was going to be in a place called Slough. So we're not far from Windsor Castle. We arrived, I believe it was a, I believe it was a Friday and then Saturday night or Saturday morning, we woke up to the news that Princess Diana had died. Wow. Right. So it was crazy. And then, uh, and that's a whole nother story for another day, but it was an interesting time to be there uh, during that history, historical time. But two days later, Jeff's job got shut down there and they moved him to Spain. And that was not how, so I had to move into a dorm. Well, first we had to make the decision. Does this mean that my dream is over and I go with him? Or do I stay here and move into a dorm last minute? We weren't expecting to do that. And do I now as a 24-year-old, 23, 24-year-old you know, woman who's been married for a year live with people who are just coming straight out of college and still have that vibe and aren't, you know, all of that. Yeah. The maturity level, right? The maturity level. Yeah. And I, I, so I did and I decided to go, he went to Madrid, Spain, which by the way, made for amazing reading breaks when we had our reading breaks, when we, <laughs> that's where I would go. So that was cool, but it was so hard. And the reason it was hard is he, my growth, as you can imagine, just exploded in my own identity. I was stepping into, I didn't realize I was born to be a teacher until I stepped into the classroom and, and I talked to my, my mentor and she said, oh my gosh, Hillary, the first day that you taught, I saw you and this thing happened in your face, in your energy. Wow. And it was like you said, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I remember that feeling so well. And meanwhile, Jeff's career was, was going so well and he was getting accolades but we were growing separately mm, instead of together and we would get back together and it was really uncomfortable and hard and we weren't taking the time to connect in the same ways. And I think there was some ego getting involved because neither of us were like, well, you don't understand what I'm going through. Well, <laughs> you don't understand what I'm going through, you know, the mid twenties, the mid twenties, <laughs> exactly. Kind of jockeying for who has it harder, but who has it more exciting and who yeah, yeah. It was so crazy. And I, when we finally got back together, you know, we talk about having a decided heart. That's our name. And, and we've, we've come back to that so many times because so much of life is about that. You have to continually choose each other. And it's not just in distance. It's also, you know, daily. It's also, I mean, in, in the midst of this, in the, whatever it is, you, being in a relationship, showing up for each other, it's a, it's a, intentional decision every day. I don't know. Do you think? Absolutely. And I never experienced that until finally Richard comes home. And when we were on our last thread, so Richard was supposed to come home in San Francisco. I was in Santa Barbara. I'm like, oh, I felt the, like I wanted that fire. I had the fire still burning, but for him, I think it was dwindling out. And I said, I want to drive there and I want to, I'm going to surprise him. And he told me, don't, don't bother drive because it's like an eight hour drive, you know? Yeah. But it was definitely like our relationship kind of being a shadow. And he came home. We didn't see each other right away. 
it was uh, two weeks where we decided to meet. Like here was this intense relationship that we left before this separation. And this, for the first time coming together and looking at each other was uncomfortable. It, I mean, deciding to be there was hard. And we were physically distant. Um, I, rem I remember it was like, hey, you want to, let's go. And um, it was actually outside of a tennis court on a sidewalk. <laughs> it was so weird. And we were about 15, 20 minute, uh, feet apart. And actually deciding each step closer with our conversations, we're getting closer and closer. But we were relearning because we both grew so much. And we were deciding who are we as individuals? And is, where do we integrate? Is there that connection still there? And because we took it slow and easier for us because we weren't committed to each, I mean, being married, I, I would assume has some pressure, like it has to work. We made this bond already. We were still deciding if there was a future for us. So that made it, you know, looking from a, now from a distance, but at that moment it was pretty urgent. And we slowly got to decide this is it. And that whole distance and that whole togetherness and the decided hearts that we've invested is our everyday. It is our everyday sense. And it's been more than 26 years and it's every day we choose. And then when we choose, we like, we celebrate. And it makes me like choke up because like this, this morning I told you, every morning I connect with Richard for 30 minutes before he goes to work. You know, it's like a 5.30 to 6, and it's just really anchoring that presence with each other. I love how intentional you are about that. That just, it really sits, it, it just speaks to my heart. I think bringing it to today, you know, we have this girlfriend, boyfriend. We have people who, you know, like my son had um seen a girl for one for one day literally one day and and then shelter in place and who knows you know whatever or or people who are um have people overseas that couldn't return home because of this or again boyfriends girlfriends um and, and even you know your sons and daughters and there's all kinds of distance that we're seeing right now and you know, what from your past in this can you sort of bring forward and offer to the people out there that are struggling with relationships at the moment, whatever they might be? Yeah, I, I do think I am. Um, I'm looking back at, I mentioned earlier that in that distance, Richard and I relied on these symbols or these rituals. Um, and they were tangible things. So one of the things is, you know, he'll call me and we'll both be, it's, this is going to be like really cheesy, but it was so real for me. Like we're both looking at the moon at the same time. That moon represents us together. Um, randomly, he, oh, he sent me a book. I just finished reading this on the ship. It was a torn up, it's Jenny Gerhardt by Theodore Dreiser, which like there was a um, quote that became, our, it was in our wedding invitations. Um, but it was all beaten up and for him to send that to me and I got to feel what he just felt mm -hmm. that that really helped um, so, and I, I also have to say I, I think it depends on the relationship too um, yeah we have so much access with our technology but like my father I'm so close to my dad that'll be another conversation but 
the relationship between my dad and I are, is very, very tight. But he does not, he does not want to see me. He wants to call. He says, call me. Texting, FaceTime, Zoom. No, I want to hear your voice through that line. And I don't know, for him, maybe that tangibleness is important to him. So these, for me, it's, it's like, the, what, what are tangible things that can connect in that distance? How about you? Well, that's, as you're talking, it's really resonating with me that it's important for us to really, meaningful relationships, connectedness is about uh, being caring enough, being understanding enough, being perceptive and discerning enough to see the other's love language and also asking for what you need. But I think that love language is so important. You know, I'm thinking, and this is an opportunity for us to get really creative in thinking about that. There's nothing more meaningful when, than someone really touches the heart of what it is. You're like, oh my gosh, you see me. Uh, there's an example of this, this gentleman that would visit his mom every single day in the nursing home and he couldn't do it anymore because right now that's very dangerous. And so he's been calling, but he's been taking his lawn chair and setting it up outside her window. I know it makes me want to cry. And so they're still talking, but they can see each other. And that little bit of extra effort, that little extra bit of thoughtfulness, the, uh, my, my, <laughs> my mother-in-law and my mom don't know, but for Mother's Day, we've already sent them a little something that we can do together on Mother's Day. Oh so we'll call them... You know, and so it's like we can't be there for brunch, but we sent them a piece of that and then we'll have the same thing and then we'll all have the same thing. So I think while this is hard, I think if we really think about it, there are a lot of, um, you and Richard are so good, but there are a lot of ways we take for granted our day-to-day -day relationships or even beyond that. And so I think it's beautiful to really think about what would be meaningful for this person and that's allowing you to connect in a different way and then get creative with it i mean what else are we going to do right now and i i think too it's just never assume never assume that the connection's there i mean because you know yes richard and i have been intentional but gosh the inhale and exhale <laughs> of a relationship uh you know you get to this part where oh my god we disconnected you, the feeling tr is a trigger, you know? Yes. But what I've learned for me is I cannot assume that the connection is the same and that our decided hearts are at the same time. <laughs> and I think that it's so important to really communicate this, the, the feelings that you're having and the way that to connect. Um, now I just mentioned Richard, but even with my family members, how, like you said, this is a way I'd love to connect with you, but maybe my mom, when I say, I'm going to send you this kit, she might be like, I don't, I don't get this kit. And I don't want to be hurt by that, but it was never hers to translate it in the way that I wanted her to. That's right. You know, so find, finding that, the love language of each and then feeding into, you know, that in terms of creativity. Uh, you're, you're so right. And I, and I think not being afraid, we've talked about vulnerability. We talk about that all the time. And I think being vulnerable enough and, and then it's, it's a combination of vulnerability, of putting yourself out there, and then being detached from the outcome. I think we always think that generosity and kindness is about this two-way reception, 
But really, you have to be okay with your intention, do the best that you can, ask the questions, don't assume like you said, but then be okay with the outcome, maybe be, be detached from the outcome and, and sit and settle and be happy with the, the gesture. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah, because it was one of my struggles. Yeah, I took time for me to, and then it was so selfish, you know, I realized like, I put so much time into this and I'm not getting the reward back. Why did I expect it in the first place? <laughs> right. So what a great reminder, you know, to give is just to give. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's yes. not to like get something back because that defeated the whole purpose. No, no, that's what, so I hear like during this conversation, what I'm really hearing is, first of all, don't assume. I'm hearing make meaningful connections, have a decided heart that that relationship is important to you. Don't be attached to the outcome, but make the effort because it will be worth it. Whether it, you know, there's going to be some relationships that maybe even don't survive this and that might happen. And that doesn't mean that that is wrong or bad or anything else, but it means that, you know, you've learned something more about each other and the hurt is sometimes an indication that something you know, there, there was a learning, there was a growth, there was a moment of importance. And so I think taking a breath and doing the best that we can and asking, use your words, use your words, ask for what you, ask for what you need, ask for what they need, right? I'm saying to, and then just to, before we go is um, right now I'm helping seniors imagine what life will be away from family. Um, despite whether they're going to stay home or do online courses, but we all are believing, especially the seniors, like I'm leaving home. This is my chance to, to be myself. And I, I do, we do have this conversation of you will, that transition, there'll be moments of vulnerability and it's going to be tough. But in that time of raw emotion and pain and longing, this is a time you, you ask yourself, this is what I'm growing right now. Mm. This is where I ask, what is my new identity as a college student, mm -hmm. as a young adult? And then that pain is where you can reflect, you know, kind of overcome, kind of like, oh my gosh, this is too sad for me. I'm running back home to something familiar, which is what I shared with you is like, I wanted to hold on to something familiar. So, Right. right. No, that's such a good, I'm, I appreciate you making that connection because we think we have to, um, we think that we have to fight pain sometimes and and pain feels like too big of a word at the moment but it is it is pain but discomfort sometimes it's just discomfort or dissonance mm -hmm. but the reality is is i think the older i get the more that i learn that dissonance means that i have to pay attention yes and i might be about to grow and i can't imagine i mean this is everyone thinks that i'm sappy when i say this but if you think about like a seed growing like it cannot be comfortable to like break open, push through the earth, like, like you know, and that's kind of what we do, but yet we, we expect for it to be pain-free. <laughs> why can't it be pain-free? <laughs> I know, I know. But you know what? That's why we have each other to lean on. That's why we get to have these conversations. And I've loved our conversation today. It was such a great opportunity to reflect on how much I love my husband and the relationships around me, but also it was a great opportunity to connect with you too. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's always good to know where you've been and where you're going. So going, you know, go, relying on our memories and then igniting some of the creative ideas that we can kind of implement. So hopefully we will be doing that this week. 
Absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk to, and if you guys out there want to talk to us too, let us know what your idea is. How do you connect with people, whether it's COVID or in the past? We'd love to hear your words. Thank you so much, Larry. You have a great day today. Thanks, Sonia.